Rusty Quill presents. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Previously on Planet Arcana. When last we met, our story transported us thousands of years into the past and into the perilous pitch black near Aquacatch. There, we experienced the exploits of Quintessa Sombra and her escorts, Caspian Crowflies, Father Fiat, and Betty Bottom Dollar, who were charged by Sombra's maker, the Regent Phase, with acquiring the relic of the Hermit Arcana. Within a mysterious realm that is neither underwater nor the surface world, the party follows an incorporeal lantern as it floats beside a set of train tracks, leading them directly into a skirmish with a group of skeletal assailants. Our capable company find themselves victorious and in possession of a still-animated skull that has much to say about their situation. 
It informs them that the relic they seek is the lantern itself, but that it requires significant sacrifice if it is to continue to light the way to their destination. And so each of Quintessa's quartet make offerings of sentimental value and also material value, sacrificing the very weapons they carry to be consumed by the lantern's flames. Despite the hermit's ominous warnings, our party pursues the lantern along the railway tracks until they arrive at the terminus, a dilapidated train car wherein they find the hermit itself. Having passed its trials, the hermit is bound to turn over its relic to the adventurers, but pleads with them to choose to leave it behind. The hermit reveals that this relic is the final piece Regent Phase requires to complete the Amplifier, a device that will bring an end to the cycle of life and death. Sombra and Fiat denounce this as sacrilege, a defiance of nature, while Betty... Ever the pragmatist is determined to reap the rewards of recovering a relic. Caspian Crowflies, still feeling the pain of a loved one lost to death, seizes the lantern and joins Betty's side. However, before Betty and Caspian can abscond with the relic, Sombra and Fiat convince him that ending the cycle of life and death will not undo his loss, but only prevent him from ever rejoining her. When Caspian finally chooses to heed the hermit and leave empty-handed, Father Fiat surrounds himself, Caspian and Sombra, in a protective ward, preventing Betty from forcing her way in. The hermit then sends the three of them from its realm, leaving Betty behind. And now, having witnessed events of distant history, our story returns to the top floor of an office building in Paragarden Sector 9 where Celestine Wanderoff stares at a liminal whale who is somehow also Quintessa Sombra, and Crater Wayne holds Riot's lifeless body in his arms. I can hear you. I am listening. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork. The networks. Oh, these metropolises. These, these... Burdened. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be... See the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes perseverance. All it takes is a key. Whatever memory or dream you just experienced, it's ending. Just as the liminal whale song pulled you away from reality. The whale's song now pulls you back into it. Your minds are your own again. You stand in Lux's office, while Paragarden's lower sectors crumble below you. Emergency air vehicles streak through the sky, 
behind you, Teaspoon pleads with Thirteen to please come with me, we have to get out of here, and Riot's body lies still in Crater's arms, and as the whale's song quietens, another voice rises in its place, and it's coming from the box. Oh my fools, can it be? You are suffering a tragedy, but she's still close now. Yeah, she's with us quietly. We are waiting, half unseen, within the beasts that travel in between and our successors we want to see them primarily we're praying you'll do better than we did you seem to have what all the other fools needed be with me you're so close to the key you're so close to it all being yours not quite living we are mind body soul hungry beasts we need the fool to be whole and you're so close now you can hear us finally And as that last note echoes and reverberates, an understanding comes upon you, Celestine, that you have but moments to ask her one question. Huh. There's a thousand things that Celestine wants to ask Sombra, especially given what he just witnessed in the, uh, in that flashback. But if there's no time, then he asks the same thing that he asked in his first memory of Sombra. How do I find you again? And she replies, a voice that reverberates between planes, between times. And she says, you know two of our names and you've seen our soul. Learn one more name. Find our body and mind. Then, you can find me again. And as you receive your answer, the whale begins to dissolve, first into stars of blue and white, then into a fine, illuminated mist as the bubble of water enclosing the whale falls away. The mist concentrates into a bright pinprick, then passes gently through the window, toward the box. It threads itself through the keyhole and finally disappears. And the box now bears a small mark just below the keyhole. A downward-facing triangle. The fuck is happening today? I don't know, Crater. I don't... I don't understand this, but... But I think we gotta get the hell out of here. And as you exchange those words, the reality of your situations come crashing in upon you all at once. And you hear Teaspoon pleading with Thirteen behind you, 
Please, I don't know what's happening to them, but we, please, 13, please, just come with me. I can keep you safe. I don't know what's happening to them either, so I'm going to make sure that they're okay. okay. You just go. I can't just go this whole... I did this partially so that you could come with me, and I understand that you don't know me, but we knew each other. We were best friends. Thirteen, don't make me leave without you. I would remember my best friend. (laughs) And she buries her face into her hands for a moment, her curls tumbling over her face, and she trembles, and then she puts herself upright, and there's something flinty about her expression now, as though she knew, as though she knew. And she stands and takes the owl keys out and looks to you, looks upon Riot's body. I'm so sorry. I think hearing (laughs) Teaspoon's voice snaps Celestine back into reality and he turns to her. You. Are you satisfied? (laughs) Did you get what you wanted? (laughs) Please don't. I I didn't mean for this to happen. I just... I needed... You needed. And look what it cost. It cost me everything. Everything. It didn't just cost you. Teaspoon, get out of here before you hurt somebody else. (laughs) And Teaspoon, the rest of the world may not remember you, but I surely will. I understand. And maybe you'll be satisfied to know that now that I'm nothing... I'll be going to a place where people become nothing, and that's where I'll stay. And she turns to go back up onto the roof and reunite with her owl with a final longing glance at Thirteen. Thirteen has tears streaming down their face, but doesn't say anything to Teaspoon. Eventually turns to you, the party. Um... Can you help? I don't know. There's got to be something we can do here. It's real bad, 13. I know. I I can't I can't personally. I I I can ask Where can we go? I don't know. I would say to the specters, but the city is The crumbling. city is drowning. I know. We have to we have to get out of Paragarden and 13 you gave me that receiver. Yeah. I I think I can I think I can use it to get us out of here. Do you want to come with us? Thirteen looks at you for a long time and looks out the window down over the crumbling city and over all the destruction. And they say, um, I have wanted to help you the whole time you've been here. But this, I think the city needs me. And I think that there's a lot of people who were hurt by Lux and they're going to need someone and they're going to need help rebuilding and there's nothing I can do for you and I'm so sorry. That is, um, I understand and, uh, and you are right. This is, um, this is where you can do the most good but, um, you, you, you can count, you can contact us by, by Pip, um, Later, when things quiet down and, uh, let us know that you're all right, and, um... Wait, do you, do you want the, the speak shell back? You might need it for someone, and I, I have my pips, so you can contact me. Yeah, all right. And, uh, 
13. Will you, will you check in on JD? I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, I haven't heard from him yet. I will. Um, and we'll all, I will go and find him. And once we're settled, we'll send you a message. Um, where are you going? <laughs> well, that's the trick of it, isn't it? I don't, uh, I don't know for sure, because well, I ain't never done this before. Um, but it's got to be to a creation point, that much I'm certain of. And, um, well, I think we were making our way toward the good on wilds. Anyway, I gotta see a man about my maker. Well, not a man. You get it. <laughs> it's an expression. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before you go, um, you, you said you knew that person, and she really thought that she knew me. Do I need to be worried? She's not good for you. I would stay away if I were you. Crater is right, as usual, but I do think that the danger to you has passed. Knowing her put you in danger, and now you don't know her anymore. <laughs> well, uh, I'll try not to go get wrapped up with another name's Faratu then, I guess. <laughs> Last words. Think dangers followed me around for a while, and um, yeah. Thank you for everything, thirteen. Yeah, it's been good getting to know you. Well, likewise. We'll see you again, right? Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Please. I mean, I hope you come back to Paragarden, and I would love to give you that reading because I never, <laughs> uh, I never got a chance to. Yeah. Fin- finale don't take it personally I don't think I'm ever setting foot in Paragarden again <laughs> <laughs> yeah I understand <laughs> um well maybe we can meet up somewhere um you know once you do what you gotta do and once I'm settled and everything it seems like you guys are always gonna be hopping around so I'm sure we'll have a chance to uh I don't know hang out again sure we will have some stories for it. Yeah, same. <laughs> Celestine just wraps 13 in a big hug. Yeah, they reciprocate. Good luck. Don't do anything. Oh, I always say this like it's going to make <laughs> a difference, but just be safe, okay? We will. Yeah. Yeah. 13 um, reciprocates a long embrace before finally standing up and dusting off their cloak and before they turn to leave they're just they just uh reach into their cloak pocket and they pull out a rose and hand it to you and they just say um you'll probably be the first to test out whether this works outside of the city or not um just one of my divining roses if nothing else should last a while and hopefully will make you think of you know all the fun we had here (laughs) And they depart Lux's office, and you're left in here alone, and there's not much chance that anybody else is going to come in here to say goodbye, so this is your chance to leave a city that is crumbling beneath you. DMs, can I just ask where Barks ended up? Um, Barks is with you. Barks understands (laughs) the the somberness of the situation and is acting accordingly. (laughs) Should we... Should we send Bark with 13? What do you think, Crater? 
I think that's for the best. Listen, buddy. <laughs> we're bad news for you. <laughs> You'll be much safer here. We're 13, okay? We'll, co- we'll come back and eat so many bones with you. <laughs> you stick close to 13 now. They're going to need your help. Bark stands on his hind legs and puts his arms around each of your shoulders and sticks a great wet nose into your ear and just sniffles into it, (laughs) gives you each several kisses, and then runs out of the room after 13. Now that is a good boy. So what's, what's, what's our next move here? Okay. You have a way to get us out of here. I am certainly going to try. So I assume that the receiver has been with us in the bag of holding. So I will retrieve it from the bag of holding, which I think is on riot. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, delicately, I will take it off riot and uh, and strap it around myself and uh, pull out the receiver. So what's what's going to happen here? I mean, Crater, your guess is as good as mine, buddy. But I think we are going to transport from where we are now to a creation point i i know of a creation point that is somewhat near the good on wilds it's just across the just across the calamity channel and that that, that that's the closest one that i know i i, I didn't i don't remember them all of course okay so yeah. but that is but crater is gonna take us to a creation point with specters okay uh, can't really show up with a dead body can we well that's that's the idea so, and I don't know, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know exactly where we're going to land, so to speak. Can you do that thing you do where you go invisible? I can. Um, I, uh, yeah, I can. I've, I'm just coming to the realization that it might, it might work on Riot too, because she's not really here. She's not gone yet. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, okay. I think you're right. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Let's let's get the fuck out of the city. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I'm going to cast Invisibility as Celsine's doing this. You cast Invisibility Crater and the invisible clings to you just like you're used to. And all of the things you're holding, and in this case that includes Riot, and the two of you are, well... You're cloaked in complete transparency, including Riot. Okay, Crater, I can't see you, so just put your hand on my shoulder, all right? I do so. I am just going to hold this receiver in both of my hands and, I don't know, concentrate and think of the creation point and hope that that (laughs) works. And... Which creation point do you think of? So I don't know the name of it. Um, and, you know, DMs, if I should know this name, then then let me know. But um, it is on the map. It's just sort of south of the Good on Wilds across a little body of water that you've labeled Calamity Channel. Yeah, I think that is the closest that I know of a creation point near to where Mom and Pa live. Okay. <laughs> you finally put this receiver to the test and you concentrate on the closest creation point that you know of that would be near Ma and Pa as well. The nearest one to them still quite a ways travel, but it's your best shot. 
You concentrate. Crater your hand on Celestine's. You both start to feel something similar to when you stepped through the teleportation circle, sort of like a yank around your midsection, but gentler this time. You get pulled through time and space to a different place. Coronet Creation Point is the closest creation point to the Good on Wilds, as the Good on Wilds do not have any creation points at all. At the intersection of the Calm and Calamity channels, Coronet Creation Point sits comfortably between the land and the water's edge beyond. The actual creation point structure is built right upon the water, and a massive water wheel bigger than the lodge itself is spinning away. A number of little android kids near the water laugh and splash, and you catch sight of a few critters following suit. Two chunky capybaras, a few beavers, and a couple of surfacing otters. Like all creation points you've visited thus far, it's a picture of serenity. But one detail strikes you as a bit out of place compared to your past experiences. You cast your gaze down the long trail that stretches out away from the water and into the flatlands, and at the edge of the creation point's territory sit two guards, relaxed and chatting amongst themselves. The Diplo presence has arrived here, it seems. Between the distracted Diplos and the android babies playing with the semi-aquatic animals, almost no one takes note of you teleporting next to the creation point server that rises up from the damp earth, a few cactus flowers growing out from between its cracks. Almost no one. You see a figure heading towards you, Celestine, (laughs) the sole figure that they would see standing here. A tall forest green android with a cylindrical steam escape built atop his head that looks a bit like a comically long top hat. He's got golden stripes painted on his frame circling his wrists, ankles, and belly, and his steam escape whistles like a train when he talks and moves towards you. Well, I wasn't expecting a visit from such an esteemed (laughs) friend of the creation point so soon, yeah? Uh, My name is Tudor Hawthorne, and my... And he leans close. Am I addressing the famous Celestine? Tudor Hawthorne is a name that 13 told us, is it not? That, that So we know Hawthorne to be... Corrupt? Question mark? Correct. Hmm. Oh, um... Oh, hello. Uh, uh, yes, of course. I, I, my name is Celestine Wanderoff. It's nice to meet you. Well, it's a very nice to meet you as well. I must admit, I, the manner of your arrival was certainly not something I've ever seen before, yeah, but very impressive. Edicta did, of course, mention you are uh, a very special and powerful boy. Oh, did he? <laughs> As this conversation is happening, I only have a minute on an invisibility, I believe, so I'm, I'm going to walk away. I don't want to reappear with riot in my arms. Make a perception check for me. Okay. Perception, you say? I do. Um, that's a 14. Yeah, easy enough. Okay. You start to walk away from this interaction, and from near-ish the building, just like a little bit away from where the kids are playing and uh, not where the Diplos are stationed, and uh, the tutor's back is to this place now. It's pretty convenient, actually. You spot something. A large vehicle, orange with a natural striated brown pattern, round at the back and pointed to a tip at the front. Two circular propellers at the bottom center of each side, perfect for flying and gliding long distances. Seats four, including the driver. Celestine and probably Crater, you'd both be familiar with this vehicle, of course. It's a hawk. And a nice one, too. 
Uh, since tutors aren't usually equipped with a vehicle this nice or hardy, one might assume that it belongs to the Diplos. Okay. I beeline it towards that. Great. Um, and I try to get in and place right in gently and just wait for Celestine to get out of this very awkward conversation. Sure. We'll resolve that first. <laughs> yeah, so... The creation point is yours. I am at your service. I've been told to keep a very close eye on your wanderings here, but not to interfere. You are on a very important mission for the Arcana, yeah? Uh, don't worry, my boy. I am one of Edict's most trusted tutors. <laughs> well, that is very reassuring. <laughs> I was hoping that it would be. My goodness, you are just such a strapping young man. I must warn you, we were able to prepare ourselves for the arrival of the Diplos, but they are stationed down yonder, and perhaps I might suggest avoiding them. Yeah. <laughs> Any particular reason? Oh, well, you know, there's that whole mess with the trial, and Edict just... Yeah, well, you know, he thinks that maybe it would be best if you, the two of you weren't officially connected, yeah? Uh, as, uh, especially in terms of what the Diplos know. Oh, I see. A beautiful <laughs> secret friendship between you and Edict. What, what could be better? Yes, I certainly do enjoy keeping that relationship secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, Celestine, you felt the absence of crater's hand yeah you know he had his hand on your shoulder so as soon as like i feel like it's it's legit that as soon as you felt the absence of that you suspect that crater's going to find a place to hide and i think like you know crater had to spot it in a matter of time because he had a, a time limit dis, uh, disguise i suppose but you having some time to like think about it and talk you see this hawk too so how long have you been a cowboy <laughs> <laughs> Tudor Hawthorne, may I, um, may I confide in you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I am, as you say, on a mission from the Arcana. How exciting. Yes, it is extremely exciting. And of course I am working alongside Uncle Edict, as you know. And Edict has made it clear to me that it would be best if I left this place soon. I am not to tarry. At this creation point, you said yourself the Diplo presence is to be avoided. Oh, we are in agreement there, yeah. Uh, just to check, where can I tell Edict you're going and why? It would be safer at this time for Uncle Edict if, if he did not know. But trust that I will contact him. And I, I flash the specter coin that Edict gave me. Ooh, make a persuasion check with advantage. Fifteen. Ooh. I think there's like a moment of silence between you. And then Hawthorne goes, well, if it's for the protection of Edict, then you have my silence. Excellent. I will need one other thing as well. Anything. <laughs> that hawk over there. <laughs> uh, look, I know I just said everything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, of course, the Diplos found nothing of interest here, yeah, except for the beautiful journey of the little baby androids, uh, because everyone knows Tudor Hawthorne runs a clean creation point, but I'm not confident I can 
explain a hawk going missing. Yeah, so I would say, unfortunately, no. Well, it's just that Edict speaks so highly of you and oh. and of your abilities, and he relies on you so greatly. I know that you will be able to to smooth this over with the Diplos, that you will be able to let them know that you approved the use of this vehicle for for Spectre purposes, uh, because, of course, this is, as you know, of grave importance. I have a question. Well, I, I will see if I can answer it for you, if it doesn't endanger you. Oh, oh, what do I tell the Diplos? Well, this <clears throat> is just it. You must tell them as little as possible, Tudor Hawthorne, lest the, the whole mission be jeopardized. Now, I know that you would not want to let Uncle Edict down. Well, Uncle Edict didn't mention anything about Grand Theft Auto. Well, of course, it's not <laughs> theft, really. It's so much as it is a commandeering of what is really public property for the purposes of serving the public good. <laughs> you convinced me, Peter. <laughs> okay. Roll me a pretty beefy persuasion here. <laughs> Would it be noticeable if I cast enhanceability on myself? That's an interesting question. Enhanceability, is it verbal? I feel like it'll be noticeable, but it's he's also kind of amenable to you. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean it's everything. Uh it's it's the whole deal. Um but yeah, I mean, so if if that's not gonna blow my my chances, then I will cast enhanceability uh, on myself to give me advantage on this check. Have at it. All right. <laughs> Let's set the DC. Oh my god, it's a nat 20. Oh Oh my god. God. I kid you not, B, you're welcome to come in here and look. It's a nat fucking 20. Oh my god. Oh shit. I got a 5 and I got a nat 20. Wow. Yeah, let's take that (laughs) 5. Let's take that (laughs) 5. Okay, here's what Tudor Hawthorne can do for you. What I'm going to do is at an agreed upon time, I will call in a report of scrappers coming down Calamity Channel. Yeah? Are you following the little cowboy, yeah? Yeah. So the scrappers, they come on down Calamity Channel, they see the creation point, yeah? They go, ooh, nice creation point. (laughs) Maybe some spare parts there that we can steal, yeah? They love stealing parts. Don't know if you've heard. And then I call it in to the deep lows, and I say, oh, your hawk, a whole bunch of parts, gone missing. What is Tudor Hawthorne to do? What, What do you think? And then you tell Edict that Tudor Hawthorne really uh, went above and beyond, yeah. I think that is a wonderful plan, and the sooner that you can put it into action, the better, and the better my recommendation of you to Uncle Edict will be. So how soon are we talking? Tudor Hawthorne, uh, what I need from you is maybe three or four hours head start. Three or four hours, Tudor Hawthorne can do. I tell you what, I go and bring them down a couple of drinks, too, so they're a little bit sauced. <laughs> that is uh, smart thinking. They're not very good Diplos. <laughs> In my experience, that is the case with many. <laughs> All right, so we have a deal. Tudor Hawthorne and Celestine, we're good friends now, yeah? The very best. You know, I, I was told to expect three people. Did you have a falling out? Things are... Things do not always work out. As we plan. By the Arcana, young Celestine, yeah. All right. I do appreciate your assistance, and I will be on my way now. And I'll be looking the other way for three or four hours. <laughs> Celestine tips his hat and tries not to hurry too hard over to the to the hawk. Tries not to <laughs> look like it's 
<laughs> but he is fucking sweating for the record. That was a skin of his teeth kind of situation. Celestina yeah. is panicked. Make a quick perception check for me, if you would. I would. And that is 27. Oh, yeah, that... That'll do. <laughs> As you're hurrying over to the hawk, you hear something from the group of kitty androids playing with the critters. Um, you hear just a couple of familiar voices. Gee whiz, emoji. These beavers are so great. <laughs> wow, these beavers are splendiferous, fantastic, facetious, sublime. I learned so many words at this creation point. Holy. Wow, I learned so much from you. I almost wanted to say these beavers are going to be my best friend, but emoji... You're my best friend forever. You're my best friend forever, too. And all the other best friends that we've made along the way, but you're still my number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. This capybara is number four. (laughs) This beaver is number two. I don't like that one. Oh. But you can still be friends. I don't mind. Okay. (laughs) Celestine puts his hand up to his face to make sure that they don't clock it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're so busy. They're so busy in the water. That is so sweet, though. I'm so glad that they're still out there doing their thing. (laughs) We will catch up with them at the end of their journey. That's right. Right? Yeah. As As hardened adults. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. They they are the big bad of the campaign. That's right. (laughs) They're the composite couple. (laughs) Yeah! Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, It's a long con. Yeah. Okay. All right, Celestine, you scurry over. Crater, you dropped out of invisibility a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm chilling in the backseat with the fucking body of Riot. This, I need to get out of here. I'm going to have both of you roll me a quick investigation check as you get into the hawk. Natural one. Oh, dear, mm. but you're the one who's supposed to be better at this than me. Oh, 17. Uh, uh inspiration. Oh, 17 plus a d6, uh, 23. Okay, here's what's up. We were going to make you hotwire this car, but with the nat 20, the keys are in it. However, however, you have a way to start it for sure. But Celestine, as you get in, you've probably driven a hawk before. You've probably driven all sorts of vehicles and a hawk is a very common vehicle to find in the good on wilds. And so you kind of know what to look for in here that might be different from what you're used to. And there is something different built into the dash. It's like a little radar. And the radar doesn't seem to be tracking the things around you. It's It seems to be placing a point of where this vehicle is. This is a Diplo vehicle. It has a tracker. And that's it. Can I do something to try to disable that tracker? Absolutely. What? Uh, tell me what you would like to do. Can I put out a suggestion, maybe? I would love that. Yes, please. Can I rip it out of the console? <laughs> Certainly. Can <laughs> I smash it through the window? Celestine, Celestine just looks back at Crater in the back seat and nods toward the thing. Crater, you wanna? I'm on it. Make a strength check for me, please. Uh, like an athletics? Sure. Sweet. That is a 32. (laughs) (laughs) You guys sneak over to to Hawk. Luckily, Tudor Hawthorne is currently saucing up the the Diplos. And Crater just rips the tracker right out of the dash. So what I'm going to do with the tracker in my hand, I'm just going to open up the side door and I'm just going to put it on the ground beside me. Beautiful. And then I'm going to reach into my pack and I'm going to pull out the black candles that I got from Vlad's place. Oh my god. I'm going to put, going to put them beside the tracker. Oh. <gasps> oh, 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 god. We didn't need to kill Vlad. We're framing him for everything. 
<laughs> He's gonna be wanted for so much shit. <laughs> They're like, we're having trouble figuring out why first he was here and then he went to the court at creation. And left his candles. Look, the Diplos seem like Great they point. would buy all this. <laughs> Great point. You're, you're not. Your line of thinking is good. <laughs> okay. Celestine, you pop the keys in the hawk. You've taken, you've disabled the, well, yeah, you've disabled the tracker in that you've ripped it clean out of the car. (laughs) And you have a hawk at your disposal. The one other thing I will point out, Celestine, is that typically vehicles in the Good on Wilds have to be reinforced because the Good on Wilds, of course, is known for the acid rains. This is a deep low vehicle. It does seem to be reinforced. So you have faith that it will get you probably as far as you need to go. It won't last much longer that, than that trip. So, you know, no dilly-dallying. Okay, so um, just uh, just just like housekeeping, um, are, is the idea then that we are, that we're, that we're leaving right away? Like, there's no, there's no room to, to be like, like, get a little ways away and then make another trip later? Like, we want to make the trip now. Yeah, I don't know. You, you can definitely, you'll have to stop and rest probably anyway. Like, yeah, the, it, will, it will account for that. Okay. It's just like, you can't just like, you know, turn back and drive back to Paragarden or whatever. Like, you gotcha, just, gotcha. you okay. can't make yeah. a big detour. You can make it home. Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, Celestine fires this thing up and just without hesitation uh, takes off. And what I'm looking for is... Um, a place that is hopefully very fairly like dense with trees that I can set this thing down in and it won't be super visible and we can take a rest because we're fucking beat up. Sure. Are you looking to head across the channel? You're kind of at the you're kind of at like the corner of this land here where there's two channels intersecting. So basically you're either heading back to the Thoroughlush, which you don't want to do, or you're gonna go north to the Good on Wilds. And if you go east, which is the other way that you can go, you're going to drive right by the Diplos. So I guess it's just north then. That's... You probably want to cross the, the channel. Okay. All right. So let's do that. Let's get ourselves across the channel. We don't want to be seen by the Diplos. Um, and we will we'll find... Uh, I know that vegetation may be a bit more sparse in the Good on Wilds, but hopefully we can find some place that is out of the way enough that nobody will notice uh, a hawk. Sure. You rever up. You cross the channel, low to the water. Hey, it's me. One of your GMs, B. Listen, are you caught up on Planet Arcana but hungry for more? Well, we've got more. Lots more on our Patreon, where patrons enjoy perks like early ad-free episodes, access to members-only channels in our Discord server, and monthly episodes of our talkback show, Recharge. Recharge is special. It's where we go to decompress, talk about the events of the sessions, uh, vent to each other, bully each other, love on each other, learn more about each other. And uh, honestly, every episode we... (laughs) Laugh so hard that we pee our pants, and that could be you. We're also excited to announce several new membership tiers on our Patreon. So in addition to the perks mentioned, you can also get in on an artwork club where you receive a new piece of Planet Arcana art in the mail every month. Uh, We have an exclusive merchandise tier where you can get a piece of merch that is only available on our Patreon, Uh, a tier with custom audio messages from the cast. We even have a tier where Jay and I will run a TTRPG session for you and your friends. 
We've also set ourselves some goals that we're excited to hit, like rerunning the Heist at Riscotech with the player's unused characters, and hosting an exclusive online concert featuring Jay and Sky Wallace. Finally, we are excited to announce the launch of our official merch store. You can find the link on our website at planetarcana.com. Right now we have five colorful designs for t-shirts, hoodies, or crewnecks in a wide array of sizes, and we'll be introducing new designs over the coming months. So check out the Planet Arcana Patreon if that sounds like a good time to you. Follow us on our socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. If you feel like it, review and rate us. We love that. And uh, thanks for listening and back to the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. As you're leaving, I think that both of you were too distracted by the matter at hand to notice that a pip update came through when you hit the creation point. Oh my god. And now that you have a bit of distance, you have a moment to listen to it. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Scoop. I'm Tweed Blazerly filling in for Shoulder Paz. I'm reporting to you live from the official FC News Eagle flying above Paragarden. Below me, a city succumbing to its surroundings. First, the river's tide receded, draining the lake before a tsunami hit sectors 1, 2, and 3. The cogs are working to get as many survivors out as possible, but so far we have reports of over 100 people dead and more than 100 people missing. We're updating those numbers as often as possible. Our phone lines are flooding with reports from paragardeners who witnessed a massive serpentine creature emerge from the waterfall after the tsunami. Here's COG executive Liston Piero with a detailed report. Thank you, Tweed. The top priority for the COGs right now is sourcing vehicles to get people out of Paragarden. If anyone in the neighboring Thorolush area can lend a dragonfly, that could potentially save some lives. We're looking into the sudden appearance and disappearance of the creature, who we suspect was the cause of the destruction. When it appeared, our tracing sensors picked up a lot of bizarre and arcane readings, but since the disappearance, the readings are completely gone. While this doesn't help us determine what the creature was, we're confident it won't reappear here anytime soon. We'll release more information as our research develops. Thank you. Thank you, List. This has been Breaking Scoop with Tweed Blazerly. Shoulda, if you're out there, we're all thinking of you. Signing off. Holy shit. <laughs> well, shoulder was unpleasant, <laughs> but I don't wish ill upon them. I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> like, uh, hopefully she's okay. Yeah. Hopefully everyone else in Paragarden's okay, too. Yeah. I just keep thinking about JD and the fact that... He'll be alright. Sister Mary Viable was on one of the lower levels. JD, you know, he... I don't think he was the smartest or the strongest of us, but... Huh? He's... <laughs> you know, beautiful. He's, he's wiggly. He, he, he can get... I'm sure he got out of that situation. He's wiggly! <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I cannot wait to see him again and call him Wiggly. <laughs> so, Celestine, be, be straight with me here. Is it, is it too late to do anything with Riot? No. No, I can, I can help, Crater. I, I, I can, okay? I just, like I said, I need, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of spent from what we just did and I need, I need some time. That's all. Um, it's like this, okay? 
Ma has uh, lots of books of spells. And, uh, you know, I used to study them and, and whatnot. And, and, but I wasn't strong enough then to cast those spells. So I copied them down. And Celestine, um, he's pretty comfortable with the controls here. So we're still flying, but he's kind of got it on autopilot for the moment. And, uh, Celestine fiddles with his, uh, star belt buckle that projects his star map. And then he kind of like, you know, like swipes you know, through the air to page through a couple of things and you see oh. some spell text. What I mean to say is, of course, that I, I have never actually done it, but I know every bit of it. I know this spell forwards and backwards and I know that I can do this. Okay. I believe in you. There's just one thing that you should know, though, Crater. This spell is... It's different than what I normally do. It is, uh... It's natural magic. What does that mean? Well, Ma always used to say that natural magic is about growth. And growth is a, 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 about change, of course. And so this kind of magic, it, well, it don't make a thing better by putting it back the way it was. It makes it better by changing it into something new and better. Do you see what I'm saying, Crater? It's likely that Riot will, will probably look different. Just, a, I, and I don't know how different, I don't, I've never done this, right? But it, it is, it is possible that Riot will look very similar, but have some physical differences. And it's possible that she could look completely different. Hell, for as, as much as I know, she could be an android when all this is done. But the point is, it would be our riot. I know that much. Okay, we, we we owe it to her to at least try. So let's let's get you some rest. Yeah, make sure that you can make sure that you can give it your best shot. Crater, I promise you, I know this spell. I know you do. Before we rest for the night, after we found a place to set down, Crater. Now that we uh, now that we're out of the out of the immediate danger, we gotta talk about what happened on top of that office building. Did you see what I saw? I I did. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it at this point. There's too much happening at once here. Yeah, there is a lot happening, but there was something very specific that happened in that um, vision or whatever it was. Well. I mean, Quintessa Sombra was young. Uh, she was on her first assignment, as I understood it. And you see, the thing is, Crater, when I recovered my first memory of Sombra, she said then that she'd recently finished her creation point journey. And I, I can't imagine that she was sent out on assignment before finishing her journey, so that would mean that my memory of her is before what we saw but but that that can't be possible right i mean that was thousands of years ago that would mean that i was made thousands of years ago and that's not possible uh, or maybe i just have some piece inside me that was made a long time ago but i, I mean I, I don't understand celestine something fucked up is happening here I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. 
I, I think we need to focus on the task at hand, which is right at the moment. Of course. Of course. Yeah. This is this is all bigger than us. Oh my stars! Yes. Why don't you get some rest? I can stay up, keep watch for a little bit. Just for a little while, Crater. You need your rest too, and I, I may need some of your strength for what's to come. Yeah. I'll be ready. I know you will. Let me ask a little bit about where you're parked for the night. You mentioned that you were looking for somewhere with a bit of cover. Perhaps something like an, uh, an oasis? Yeah, that would be ideal. So let's say that that's where you've landed. An oasis relatively close to the Calamity Channel. Large palm fronds are relatively simple to hide the hawk behind. And there is a beautiful crystalline pool where you can set up a fire if you want and rest. And so you do. You rest and you prepare for what will come the following day. I think as Celestine is resting, Crater's just up keeping watch. And he's just looking out onto the, the night sky and just quietly is just writing something to himself. Yeah, I don't I don't think he I don't think he gets much much rest tonight. Tonight Celestine is spent. And the preparation will happen tomorrow because Celestine's going to need to wait for the evening when he can see the stars. Celestine, it is surprisingly easy to sink into his sleep, though. It is restful. It is filled with memories and dreams and craters, scratching pen, and the sounds of the crickets are the only sounds that accompany you throughout the night. And going off road. And then the sun rises on the good on wilds. Do you want a Scalifaxa? <laughs> Crater, buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. All right, pass them around. <sighs> Take one myself. How many do you have left? I don't think that many. Like, I've been, because like, Riot and I made them at Crater's apartment in uh, yeah. in Midmoss a long time ago. I've been taking at least one a day since we left. So I think I'm probably down to like just like a little handful. But today feels like a day to take Scalifaxa, you know. And today Today's not a ration day. I think Crater kind of just spends the day just walking around the area, just trying to keep his head clear, enjoy being away from the city for the first time in a very long time. Celestine is, uh, despite the situation, uh, a bit invigorated by the good on Wilds air. This is familiar to him and, 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 and comfy. And um, I think he spends the day with nervous jitters, like he can't sit still. That, you know, that feeling of, you know, something big has to happen that night. And and the whole day is fucked because <laughs> you you can't concentrate on anything but what's coming. And uh, but to whatever degree he's able, um, Celestine is pouring back over the spell over and over and over again to make sure he n- knows every last letter of it. A restless day spent pacing, studying, preparing for what's to come. Maybe one of the longest days that you can <laughs> that you can remember. So long in the anticipation. And finally, a glorious pink, orange, and red, good on wild sunset, and evening is coming. It's almost time, Crater. Yeah, following your lead. Okay, 
Yeah. Just do what you can. Okay. I'm going to do this, Crater. Yeah. All just, right. I know how to do this. I'm going to do it. I, I, I know you do. I just want us to be prepared for anything. I believe you can do this. But I just want to make sure you're going to be okay if it doesn't work out like we want it to. Crater, come on now. Set her, set her down over there on the grass, away from rocks. Make sure she's nice and flat and, uh, and there's no tree cover. I, I want to wanna make sure there's, uh, there's nothing between us and the stars. One little moment of housekeeping. Simon is curled up in Riot's hair. Oh, oh my stars. Look at you, little fella. It seems to have been, well, it comes crawling out onto your hand, and it has a few strands of Riot's hair, like, curled into one of its little legs. It's quiet, and it just curls up into a little ball in your hand, and you can feel its sadness. There, there, little thing. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right now. Yeah, Miss Riot took a shine to you right quick, didn't she? You want to, uh, you want to stay with me for a little while? It uncurls itself at that, and I think slowly and lethargically crawls up your arm and slips into your vest pocket. Yeah, you'll be safe in there. Yuck. <laughs> hey, his name is Simon. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, I know. He's a cute, he's a cute little spider. I'm not scared of him at all. That's <laughs> Okay. That's a serious moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Crater, this um this will work best if we uh if we offer something meaningful. Um and Celestine undoes the the purple bandana that he wears that's embroidered <gasps> with white stars, the one that mom made for him. Mom made for him. And he gives it just just a little caress against his face and thinking of Ma and thinking of her power and, and her love. And he ties it around Riot's neck. I think Crater would reach into his boiler. He's going to take out the, the tiny little CGA trophy that they got. Oh. A little plaque on the front that says the damn good on wilds. He's going to place that into Riot's hands. So with Riot on the ground... Out in the open, in a patch of soft grass, and the sun sets, and the sky turns from blue to purple to black, and the stars start to start to show themselves. Celestine kneels down on the ground next to Riot and motions for Crater to do the same, one on either side, and Celestine grabs one of Riot's hands in his and looks at Crater and nods for him to do that as well. And as he's about to start, Celestine reflexively thinks about reaching out to the star. And then he's reminded of past visions from the star and one in particular. And suddenly this just doesn't feel right to reach out to the star. And so instead, Celestine reaches out to both Epoch the Devil and to Justice all right, you two. I know for a fact that both of you had designs on Riot, and I can't bring myself to believe either of you were done with her. Well, if you want her, you better lend a hand. 
And Celestine concentrates, puts all of his focus into the spell that he's about to do. And this takes a long time. This takes an hour. And in that hour, you see starlight is drawn down from the sky and into him at the same time as natural geothermal energy is drawn up toward him. And if you were looking at this from a distance, you'd see like a white heat shimmer around them. And Celestine channels this light and this warmth into Riot, and it pulses through her body until she glows with that blue-white. And he concentrates harder and harder in a steadily escalating effort until he's putting so much effort and so much force into this that some of his seals in his joints start to leak fluid until he's just spent and collapses backwards. Celestine, you've collapsed backwards after this long, concerted spell. And Celestine... The power flows from you and into Riot. You can feel it coming down from the stars, channeling through you, going into her. What you've attempted, it's big. Bigger than any magic you've ever attempted. And yet, you are focused and confident. And your magic acknowledges this and acts accordingly. And as it has slowly been growing and has been washing over Riot's lifeless form, you are positive it's working. You can feel Riot's attention, both of you. Wherever she is, she is listening. You make her aware of the location and presence of her body. There's still time, you tell her. You'll come back different, but you can come back, you tell her. You offer enough magic to allow her to return if she chooses to, and you wait. And wait. And then... Cratered Celestine, you are hit with a rush of image and sensation. It comes upon you all at once. A flickering reel of riot, every memory you have of her, accompanied by waves of affection, humor, sadness, love, and it is sublime. And then something unexpected happens. The magic reverses. A crack of light erupts between Celestine, Crater, and Riot, and then the light is gone. The crackle of magic is gone, and and Riot is gone. And both no. of you simply no. know this. Riot? Riot? And Celestine starts to shake her shoulder. Come on, Riot. Come on, help. He shakes her harder. I'm, Come I'm, on, right? I'm going to put Riot? two hands on Celestine. It's okay. It's okay. She's no, 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 no. I don't. I don't understand. It's okay. I did everything right. I followed it exactly. I don't. I don't think it was your fault. No. I know everything there is to know about this spell, Crater. I know I did it right. I think maybe it was her choice. And when Crater says that. You see something click in Celestine's face, and he just sits down. Peter. Well, that's it, isn't it?
it did work. You did great. <laughs> the spell worked exactly as intended, didn't it? To bring somebody back. They got to want to come back. <laughs> Greater. I, I, I just grabbed Celestine. It's okay, you did great. I didn't. Did great. I didn't, Greater. I you didn't. Fucking, you, you did it, man. You I, did it. Jim. Crater, I, I didn't, though, because I held her hand, and I looked her in the eye, and I told her I'd bring her back safe. But I can't keep her safe. I tried my best. That was it. I got, I gave it everything I got, and look what happened. And, and now she don't even want to come back. <laughs> She's right, you know. She's right. I mean, why come back? Just get us killed anyway. Listen. She has her reasons. Right? It's not your fault. Don't you tell me it's, it's not my fault! I got two visions, Crater. The hangman showed me the three of us together, and the star showed me with Quintessa Sombra, and ain't neither you nor Riot were there. You get it? I could have kept all of us together, but I thought I could have it both ways. I thought we could go on this big journey and we could finish it as a team, maybe even somber too. And look where that got us. So don't you tell me it's not my fault. You hold each other in a long, uncomfortable embrace. And then something begins to fall around all of you. Softly fluttering in the air, rose petals, red and black, and velvety as they brush your skin. Death has come to pay its respects. <laughs> Chaos sacrificed herself so that you may continue your journey to see the world. Let her death be a gift that ushers in a renaissance. The rose petals intensify. They become a whirlwind. Your vision is nearly obscured, and then you hear death speak once more. She's sending you a gift. It'll help you never be apart. Will you accept of course. <laughs> Celestine and Crater, Riot's true name is Ripen, and she has come to fruition. And with this gift, a boon is bequeathed upon you. <laughs> its name 
is just clear in your mind, and you know that the spoon is called Come at me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) For the rest of the campaign, each of you may add 2d6 additional damage once per turn. Essentially, it's a permanent sneak attack. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) And the petals thicken. They whip against you, soft though they are. It's almost suffocating. It feels like an uncomfortable embrace, an end, and then a beginning as it lets you go and the petals drift away into the good on wilds. Thank you, Riot. Thank you, Riot. Celestine, I know, I know it's I know it's so soon, but to to honor her, we we need to do right by her, and we have to we have to find a place to let her rest. Yeah. Yes. But. uh Maybe we can do better than here. Yeah. Let's find somewhere where she won't be trouble. Crater. Yeah, buddy. Can we do it tomorrow? I can't do it tonight. Yeah, of course, buddy. (laughs) It's not okay. (laughs) Celestine just hugs Crater so tight. It's not okay. It's the hardest night's sleep of your lives. And it feels almost defensive when morning comes again. But it does. Let's, um... Let's get out of here, Crater. Uh, let's, uh... Let's fly... East. Um... Yeah. Let's, let's take her east. Okay. I'll I'll pick up Riot in my arms and then follow Celestine back to the hawk. Can I check on Simon? Simon's good. Simon's in your pocket. There's a moment of fear that grips your heart when you see that he's still curled up in a little ball holding strands of Riot's hair, but he sticks out a leg, let you know that it's okay, and then goes back into a ball. Yeah, I know that feeling. You stay in there just as long as you like. And I think um, we'll uh, take off and uh, fly a little lower to the ground this time so that um, we can kind of scout some locations. In the morning sun, as Celestine's flying this hawk pretty low, taking it eastwards, like like this landscape's pretty pretty arid, rocky, some trees here and there, some, some bushes. And I think as we like come over the crest of a hill we catch a glimpse of a stream that's going east to west and it looks like the water's like flowing directly into the sun and there's like a perfect little sand shelf off to the left and the like as we fly over top of it we can see there's like in the stream there's a little bit of a drop like a three foot drop there's a little mini, mini waterfall and i think the, like, the first memory that comes back to crater is when the three of them are in paragarden sitting at the base of that waterfall, smoking a joint and thinking, yeah, that was like one of the best nights of his life. Really high on sleezers with just his two best friends. <laughs> and I think as we like fly over that spot, like I 
point at the window be like right there right there that's that's as good a spot as any that is the spot and now i'll set it down uh, a, a little distance away so that we're not right there celestine doesn't doesn't get out immediately though once we set down he sort of like turns the keys off and you know that moment where you're driving with somebody and they and they stop parked and it's clear that they've got something to tell you <laughs> you know because they turn the keys mm-hmm. off and they don't get out we can sit here for as long as you need to crater we um we are gonna lay Ms. right to rest the respect that she deserves and uh and then after that it is my intention to Return to Mom Paul's farm. And I do so hope that you will come with me. I know that they would that they would love to meet you and that they would like you very much. And um and I know that you would be welcome to stay a, a, as long as you please. But Crater, when you do decide to go, I will not be coming with you. I get it. I just can't lose somebody else, Crater. I can't. It's, it's been hard, right? I would love to come and meet two people that raised one of the best people I've ever met in my life. And we'll talk about what comes next when we get there, okay? All right. Thank you. Do you think you're ready? Let's do this. All right. I think Crater gets out of the owl first and using his slinky arms... <laughs> He's going to start to dig a hole beside the beside the stream here, making sure that it has a good view of the water going to the east. Hidden from sight, but not secluded, right? And then when he's, when he's done, he's going to go pick up Riot. and not He's not going to put her in the hole yet. He's going to put her beside it. As you pick her up, Crater, you almost miss it. <laughs> Whether it's by miracle or by fate or by chance. By utter dumb luck, every other time you've carried her, it's stayed securely in her pocket, but this time, a piece of paper slips out and nearly goes blowing away, and it would have if Celestine didn't reach out and catch it just in time. And you open it together to read it. Crater, Celestine, you're going to kill me if you ever read this letter. (laughs) Unfortunately... (laughs) The only way you'll ever read this is if I'm already dead. (laughs) As I've imagined, as I've predicted, as I've grappled with and wondered about and finally come to peace with. It's not like I wanted to go. I just felt like it might be the only way forward. I guess I just know in my heart that I would rather die than see either of you get hurt. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep you safe in this next battle. And I know what we're up against, and it's not pretty. So, I'm dead. Cool. I'd say don't cry for me, but I'll be pissed if either of you don't cry, to be honest. (laughs) Think of me often. Keep me going. I realize that my legacy isn't in my escapades and a string of debaucherous appearances. It's living in the minds of my friends I loved so much. Crater, you have so much time. Remember that. Take care of yourself and don't 
let your emotions get the better of you. <laughs> Sorry. Low blow. Also, I hope you find yourself a hot guy wherever this road takes you next. <laughs> You're the love of my life, buddy. Celestine. Your ability to love and care is great. Don't let this or anything take that away from you. The world is lucky to have your heart. And it might be the only thing that saves it. Take care of Crater, big guy. Guys, if this is it, that's okay. It's time for me to rest. It's time for some quiet. I hope I went out with enough good to tip the scales to make me 50% good at the end. <laughs> All the love I never thought possible. Riot. Fuck, I'm going to miss that charm. Celestine is just sort of sobbing silently. Um, so happy to have some words from Riot, but maybe not quite ready to hear them. I think is trying to keep a brave face here, but you can see he's like starting to, he's starting to show some emotion now. Um, that was, that was tough to read. So I'm going to, going to carry Riot over to the hole. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put her in just yet, but um, put her down beside it and then just step back and put an arm on Celestine. Celestine just, just leans in just full weight on Crater. Is there anything you'd like to say? Yeah. Yeah. Celestine kneels down next to Riot. Oh, Miss Riot. We've been through so much together, but when I first met you, I was, I was just some kid fresh off Mom and Pa's farm, and you, <laughs> well, you were Riot. You had no reason to put your faith in me, but you did. Never made me feel like anything less than part of the crew. I left the farm to figure out who I was and find my maker. Well, you and Crater here been about as good a makers to me as anybody ever had. <laughs> All I ever wanted to do was make you proud. I'm sorry I let you down. Celestine just kisses Riot on the forehead and and straightens the the bandana around her neck, because that's hers now. I'm gonna stand up and back away. Good job, buddy. See, I I couldn't sleep last night. I had to write this down and the crater pulls out a big piece of paper <clears throat> first time I came across Riot was when I was in Trotwinia Vega I was at this weird little after hours thing I was in this grungy neon lit basement where you needed to tell the doorman a secret phrase to enter there were the local artsy type some scrappers royals and the odd specter she had every single one of them wrapped around her finger she was in the middle of this giant circle telling a joke. When I walked up and joined, I heard it, and it was something I'll never forget. What does a perverted frog say? 
rub it. <laughs> Everyone lost it, as as they should. She had a real way of making people fall in love with her, for good and for bad. Riot went through a lot. We we obviously know some of it. Scavenge, her parents, Lux. There could be more that we didn't have a chance to learn about. What we do know is that she went through more in her life than some people wouldn't multiple. She wouldn't let you see that, though. Tough as nails. Trying to go forward with a smile on her face. Checking in to make sure her friends were okay before she was. That's, that's something she was really good at. Being a shoulder to cry on when you had no one else. There to give some sage advice in a time of need. Or the first to say, fuck it, it'll be fun, let's do it. I haven't quite met anyone like her. To, to be this larger-than-life person, but so humble at the same time is inspiring. Because of these qualities, everyone wanted to be her best friend, and we're lucky that she chose us. <laughs> See, I'm used to being a background character, happy to be on the sidelines, not seen. She wouldn't let you do that, though. I've grown as a person so much just over the last couple of months, having just been beside her. More so than I have in the last 50 plus years. Without her, and and you, Celestine, I would still be in one of the worst low points of my life. She put me out of my comfort zone in the most comforting way. It's hard to summarize this journey together. We've been through so much in such a short amount of time. Watching Riot handle any situation thrown at her, whether that was the Devil Arcana begging for her loyalty, having to go incognito at multiple parties now, and somehow maintaining that social grace that's excluding Jim International. <laughs> um, slaying the likes of her piece of shit ex scavenge, beefs impartial, boy Bakara. <laughs> <laughs> Hilariously sending that creep Aqua along to go live with the hags. <laughs> Insisting on drinking Faye milkshakes, even though she knew it would make her farty. <laughs> <laughs> Spending a rat-infused night pouring over that box, deciphering the key message when no one else could. And lastly giving her own life to save the lives of other people she didn't even know. Very few people will truly understand what Riot did for them. And if I'm being honest, I still need time to understand it myself. I don't quite know where we're going or where this whole thing is headed, but I won't let you have died for nothing. I promise you that on my life. Celestine, Crater, and Riot. The damn good on Wilds. <laughs> The three fools. <laughs> we won't be the same without you. <laughs> I love you, Ryan. Goodbye. <laughs> Crater just folds up the piece of paper and puts it on Riot. And then steps back and collects himself for a moment. <sighs> and it's going to pick her up put her in the hole pauses for a moment and then starts to fill it in Celestine 
just, he doesn't help. He just stands back and, and sobs. But uh, when Crater's done, Celestine collects himself and uh, and approaches the the earth where a riot is. And then he pages into a new spell, a different spell that he's never used before. Another one of Ma's spells. Uh, plant growth. Celestine puts his hands in the earth, and pretty quickly, a little sprout shoots up, and it rapidly grows into this big, thick-trunked, gnarled branch tree, and if if nobody knows what a rainbow eucalyptus looks like, <laughs> go look it up, because that's that's how this tree looks. It is the bark looks like a box of melted crayons. It's all of the colors of the rainbow, but unlike unlike a regular rainbow eucalyptus, this one also has these vines that wrap around the trunk and the branches that have razor sharp barbs making this thing unclimbable and when you step back you see this perfect thing that is unlike anything else around it that is chaotic and magnificent and beautiful and deadly and all of those things that riot was we love you, Riot. We love you, Riot. We love you, Riot. We love you, Riot. You've done what needed doing. After ensuring a peaceful rest for your beloved friend, teammate, family member, you're faced with a long drive, perhaps an opportunity for quiet and rest. The good on wilds is arid, dry, and barren. The occasional grass grows low to the ground, and thorny red cacti pepper the landscape. Aside from that, it's a long, desolate drive across cracked, reddish-beige ground. However, it's not featureless and not flat. Erosion over time has formed many tall hoodoos, thin spires of rock that could compete with the skyscrapers of Tropo Neo Vega. On good days, navigating between the hoodoos feels like a fun obstacle course, a pleasant distraction. On bad days, they crowd your view forward and slow you down. Gassing up is relatively easy out here. The Good on Wilds have a prominent recreational driving scene, and unmanned standalone refueling stations are never further than a day's travel apart. You have to gas up maybe five or six times. On good days, the lack of towns and people and faces is welcome. No one to explain anything to. On bad days, the isolation is reinforced with a heavy, draping loneliness. Though you see very few other humans and androids aside from the occasional passing vehicle, the Good on Wilds does have many inhabitants. Packs of small, bird-like dinosaurs roam and hunt smaller creatures. On a few occasions, you passed a family of horned beak triceratops who munch upon a small tree growing beside a small oasis of water. And one day, you flew around a hoodoo and just barely avoiding crashing the hawk 
into the back of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Their tough skin is clearly built for the harsh weather and frequent acid rains. Frequent, frequent acid rains, sorry. My sinuses are fucked up. (laughs) 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 And they are more frequent than you remember, Celestine. The acid rain comes down four separate times during your drive. You put your hope in the hawk, trusting it will make it to Lonestead. From Riot's resting place, you drive for about 12 days. Time to grieve. Time to think. Time to be together. And time to be alone. Time to travel. And finally, one day after flying over a particularly long mesa and across some dunes and flats that are very familiar to Celestine from his racing days, you catch sight of the tiny town that is Lonestead. From your position above, you can see several farmsteads scattered loosely around a small town center. The sigh of relief is probably most noticeable from the hawk as it sputters and sparks start flying from the hull. Celestine, you have about a minute to land this thing before the shell is going to give out. (laughs) The retractable wheels extend and you just barely roll into town. Whatever excitement or relief or even maybe some nervousness that you would begin to be experiencing in this moment, whatever it is you'd be feeling, it's interrupted as the hawk shudders to a halt and perhaps you open up the window hatch and step outside. But something's happening. Celestine, Simon is vibrating on your shoulder like a tiny little pip message, like a small-scale static shock, a quiet quiver. And then he rolls up out of your pocket Cartwheels down Celestine's arm, tucks into a tiny little black wiry tumbleweed when he reaches the ground. He tumbles in a little black ball into a crack in the ground and starts to vibrate intensely. Then he starts to swell, and then his eyes look like they're about to pop out of his little head, and a little whistle starts to build like a kettle about to boil, and then... A young man, a human figure, stands before you, entirely naked with a sweep of blue-black hair falling in front of his eyes. He's light-boned, a bit on the scrawny side. He has a bewildered look on his face, and he looks human, right? This is a human, but something is uncanny valley about him. His eyes are a little too big. His ears are a little pointy, long. His skin is too perfect. There's something unusual about him, but captivating. And you both jump when he blurts out, It's me! It's me! It's... Simon, uh, I'm not supposed to be naked, right? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.